0: bro 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 Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of Wrestlemania 34 <laughs> uh, it's a joke <laughs> right oh, but yeah. out
1: of context that shit sounds terrible he'll knock as best for business the uh nutcracker prince or whatever you want to call him I'm, <laughs> all, great. About, I'm all about it that's a it. t-shirt Well, he was right
0: about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with
1: that same prediction. Bro. 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 Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your king. This is Drive-By.
2: So you think that you got me Beat me down, beat me down Do you think you're on top? Well I'm not When you left me I've been picking up steam and I pick myself up I'm stronger this time
1: Ready to defy yeah, no matter what you do, I'm never welcome, welcome everyone, and thanks for listening I, of course, am Mike Marcus and with me, as always, my partner in crime The other half of this delicious duo Someone who, I know for a fact, is, was, and always will be, all in None other than the king of nerds, Mike Forrest What's up, Mike? Hey, welcome to Drive
0: By Morning Show here with the uh, Shooter and the Canards. What's going on, man?
1: That's a good morning radio intro. I, it's uh, gonna hey.
0: be these, these right. early
1: morning recording sessions Feel just setting that off on both of us. All
0: right, traffic gonna be pretty crazy <laughs> out there on the I five. Watch out for that, guys. Uh, we'll be right back with an interview with your local favorite weatherman, uh, Tom the Skank King. <laughs>
1: I'm excited, Mike, because this week we're doing a—we're going a little off our usual topics for just about the entire show, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, we're hardly talking any WWE.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to fucking talk about. Well, there's a few things, and I'm sure we'll touch on them. There's always something, but we always find something. But, you know, if you're a fan of the show, you know that the new episodes tend to drop on Saturday morning, Friday night, if you really pay attention. But they're usually, you know, it's a weekend show, man. So we always cover pay-per-views or big weekend events a week later. Typically, that's a a WrestleMania, SummerSlam, something big that we really go in depth with. But this week, we have to. There's just no getting around it. We have to cover all in, man.
0: Dude, this is like the biggest
1: thing since WrestleMania. So, the biggest indie show to ever indie, yeah.
0: <laughs> and of WrestleMania course, of indie shows.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a fair assessment. And of course, thanks to you know my wonderful co-host here, I got to check it out via new japan world um i did my best to avoid spoilers mike but it was really tough
0: i mean props to you you didn't i mean you didn't really succeed
1: i didn't but well, i but, mean
0: um honestly other than the jericho thing i mean there wasn't really anything you needed to avoid right and you didn't avoid the Jericho things. So. <laughs> I didn't, so it was, I guess it was, I wasn't
1: that successful, was it I? Was,
0: it was all for naught. Upon
1: further examination. <laughs> it was
0: all for naught.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, let's get into it. Um I mean, we're not going to break this down. We're not going to give you a blow-by-blow review. It's not what we do here, but we will talk about it. We will discuss it, and I guess, I don't know, man. What were your, uh, of all in uh, a star-studded card? I mean... It's just, it is what it is. I want your three favorite matches, man. And I think we'll do our top three and we'll discuss if we have some of the same, if we have some of the different, why, why we disagree.
0: Um, top three in no particular order off the top of my head. Top
1: three, um, uh,
0: the rainmaker and the villain, uh, God, hang me a page, Joey Janella, and um, Omega and Pentagon were probably my three favorite matches on the card. Although, man, that women's match was fucking boss, so it might actually replace Omega and Pentagon for me.
1: Well, that's what kicked that one out for me, so let's start there. Uh, that women's fatal four-way, man. I was almost it's unfair to say blown away because it's not like I haven't seen women on other stages, including our beloved WWE, do what these women did. However, there was just a different feeling in the building, I think. Uh, probably because it was all in, probably because it's this indie show and it's this spectacle that is built by Cody and the Young Bucks and doesn't have Vince McMahon's fingerprint on it, this, that and the other, whatever you want to call it, but those four women put on an absolute clinic when it came to women's wrestling, and I couldn't be prouder to say I'm a fan of women's wrestling after watching that match.
0: That match, that match was great because I feel like women's wrestling outside of WWE doesn't get enough coverage.
1: It doesn't, and uh, not a TNA fan, but... I hear all the time about how they were doing it first, and you got to give them credit for it, because they kind of were.
0: They kind of were. That knockouts division has been banging for years. The knockouts division was banging when WWE was making women carry out a butterfly belt.
1: Right, and I mean, that goes, that goes to show when you got the likes of Madison Rain and Chelsea Green in that ring.
0: Yes. Um, the big takeaway for me from this match, um, it was was how eye-opening it was that there are like there's these women are major stars you just i just didn't even know about them
1: all all four of these women could be at a wrestlemania main event uh, for either women's title yes
0: and on wwe um now i have seen tess blanchard on things before
1: Mm -hmm, and was aware mm -hmm. of
0: her this is the first time i really saw like the whole package in action and, uh, like, I've watched a couple matches. Obviously, I'm gonna be interested because she's Tali's daughter. Um, right. but I'd never really seen, like, the entrance and all of it together. And when you collect the whole package, dude, this chick's on another level.
1: Like, and she's a star today. She's a star. She's a star, she's a star.
0: She's a star right now. Her entrance, she has the same, she carries herself with the same, like, aura that Charlotte does. Mm-hmm. where she seems just like you can tell she's a big deal from the way she carries herself presents herself she feels better than everyone else if that makes sense like she like she has the she, she puts feels out like a, she's on yes, another level than every feel, woman she yes, steps in
1: foot every woman
0: yeah. and all i could do all i could picture was like her and charlotte like the type mm-hmm. of battle they would have both bringing this like i'm better than you aura Man, it would be amazing. Um, so that was that was the two big takeaways for me from this match was just how good and healthy indie wrestling, indie women's wrestling is, and the fact that Tess Blanchard is a freaking star right now today.
1: Yep, yep. And, and the the big thing that I took away from it, I, I've I've been a fan of Tessa for a while. Uh, obviously seen her a few times here and there in NXT I believe she was in the mayon classic and she also did a few last year and also did a few spots in NXT here and there. never signed a contract for what and I've heard conflicting things that I, just recently for the first time when talking about this match with people heard that she turned it down and I I never I heard one was never offered to her. I heard that she was hard to work with in the back which is very unfortunate. Um, I don't know if that's true I also heard there was some stuff going on with her And Ricochet which caused her to Not sign with WWE which makes a little bit more sense um, That being said I've seen her time and time again On different stages Most The The, the, the thing I saw her non-WWE most recently was a match with her and Britt Baker at Remix Pro Wrestling, an independent wrestling uh, organization in the mid-Ohio region, I guess you would say, right, Mike? Yeah. And I just have to be honest with you, man. The amount of improvement that both, I have to give to Britt Baker, too. Britt Baker and Tessa Blanchard made, and I think that match was in May of two thousand uh this past May, I believe. No, man, it was a year ago. the The amount of to May two thousand and seventeen, the amount of improvement that these two women have made. And I have, I might have this dates screwed up, but I watched our one on one match, and it does not even compare to what we saw At that all in show. And it's just, it's just good to see, you know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, especially when it comes to Tessa, she's been good for a while, but she's now become to that next level where she's ready, man. She's ready to, you know, to steal a phrase from Edge and Christian Rocket Strapper, put her up there and shoot her to the moon, man, because she's ready to go. Yes. Yes, she is. Um, okay. Uh, Another match that you had in there that I also had in my top three was, uh... I call it Hangman Showcase, but I've never seen Joey Janela. I mean, I've seen clips. I've never actually watched a match of his because, quite frankly, his style is not my thing anymore. The hardcore, like the jumping off of gigantic structures just to look cool. I'm the same. But...
0: We all know how I feel about it.
1: (laughs) Right. But, man, that's not what this was. This was a good old-fashioned... ECW-esque hardcore for a reason hardcore match, and it was a blast to watch, man. When you can work a gimmick match uh, and... When you can work a
0: gimmick into a match organically, Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. best way to work a gimmick match. And Man, this match. I'm not a fan of hardcore matches, but this kind of delivered.
1: It was just so much fun, and what I took away from this match... And you can you can agree disagree. What I took away from this match is Hangman Page is one of those guys who again, and it's hard. I know we're I'm going to keep going back to this man, but we're we're mostly a WWE product here. It's hard to argue that Hangman Page is one of those guys that I can see in that in the, on that stage. He, he's got the look. His gimmick would have to be tweaked, but would work there, Um, and and he's just, he's really, really good in that ring, man, really good.
0: Yeah, he definitely, to me, um, there's two guys I really see who's gimmicks right now, Uh, indie guys, not even just gimmicks, their overall total package. Right. Just screams WWE. And that's, uh, Morty Scroll and, uh, and Hangman. Their gimmicks, their overall presentation, everything screams WWE to me. Uh, so I definitely agree with what you're saying there. There's, there's no two people in independent wrestling right now that probably
1: scream WWE more than them. Yep. Yep, I would agree. Um, so let's see. You had uh, one that we had different. You had Pentagon and Omega, right? Yes.
0: No, I took that out for the women's
1: match. You Took that out for the women's? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just touch on that real quick. Um, that was an amazing match, but I do have some, I do have some negatives to throw, some little bit of shade to throw at that match, and it's it's all in love and all in good fun, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. So. My third match was what I call the get-your-shit-in-brother-main-event match. Um, Because, let's just say, every guy got their shit in. It was dive after dive after leap after top rope after... It was a spectacle. And it was silly, and normally I wouldn't go for this. But to end the show with that, it just... And also, uh, Rey Mysterio's Wolverine costume put it over for me, man. <laughs> it was
0: it was a really great way to just send the crowd and the fans home. If, right. If that makes sense at all. Yeah, um, 100%. It was the best way for a show of that kind. Like, you could never end a WWE show with a spot fest.
1: No, but uh, uh, the biggest indie show to ever end you certainly can. Yes
0: you kind of almost have to don't you
1: i think so it's almost like a written rule
0: this is a super good match i oh, i think first of all we should state that just because these matches like no match like if we didn't pick a match for our top 3 um that doesn't mean the match was bad every match on this show was very oh, good, yeah
2: yeah
1: very 100%. good
0: in its own way very, very good in its own way. So please don't think if something they get pick, like like the Ring of Honor title match between Jay Lethal uh, and Flip Gordon. I'll oh be honest gosh. with you. I was not really a Flip Gordon fan until this match. You are now. Flip Gordon is, good Lord, man. I, I You know, and we, we're pretty open. We listen to New Age Insiders. We're both fans. Mm-hmm. And we kind of hold it as the gold standard of podcasts. For months now, I've been like, I don't get these guys' fucking obsession with Flip fucking Gordon. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, what is going on here? Like, they devote whole, like, episodes to Flip Gordon, like, (laughs) regularly, like, every couple of weeks. And I was just like, I do not get this shit (laughs) at all. What is going on? Get off Flip Gordon's nuts. And I'm on Flip Gordon's nuts now, man.
1: Well, and here's the thing, because I, I have in our run sheet, man, like who shined the most for you. and...
0: Oh, yeah, it would have been nice if you sent them. someone that run sheet.
1: I did. It is totally in your email, in your message. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting a run in from my son right now.
0: Oh, right on. Let him be on the show.
1: What's up, buddy? I want to see you. You want to see me? Yeah. Did you like watching Goldberg with Daddy on a computer? i see you. <laughs> i <wanna> see Daddy. <laughs> Go with Bubby, bud. I'll see you in a little bit. Daddy! <laughs> Daddy. Sorry, bud. Breaking the fourth wall. Daddy. <laughs> and that is what it's like to record when you have a three-year-old and twins. Infants. <laughs> in a house. Okay. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Real life interrupting. Um, Yeah, I I I totally sent it to you. It's totally in the group message with you, me, and AJ. All right, I I, I probably missed it. It's fine. You don't really need it. Um, Flip Gordon, man. I I mean, Jay Lethal. I I very familiar with him. He was amazing, dude. But Flip Gordon, of all the people on this, Flip is another one. Like you said, didn't really know much about him. I've heard the praise. I've never actually sat down and watched an entire Flip Gordon match. And he's another one, man. He's not been in this in pro wrestling for that long. He's always been, and not... to me...
0: Uh, isn't that that guy that used to be in the army? Yes. That's yes. who he is to me.
1: Yes. The yes. who he was. But the amazing thing is... He hasn't been in wrestling that long... Or at least on a major stage in pro wrestling that long. And again... I'm not saying he could main event WrestleMania today, but that dude could definitely be a co-main event and a takeover right that now. That dude could
0: definitely co-main event a takeover right now. 100%. Could you imagine? Right now. Could you
1: imagine could you imagine Flip Gordon versus Ricochet for the North American title? That'd be brilliant.
0: Oh, my god! So,
1: I mean... Flip Gordon versus it's, it's, anyone. Flip Gordon versus
0: anyone on that. Could you imagine Flip Gordon versus uh, Johnny Wrestling? Flip Gordon versus... Adam Cole. Flip Gordon, Adam Cole. Flip Gordon, Kyle O'Reilly. Flip Gordon... Yeah. By the way, guys, um, I saw some rumored WWE 2K19 uh, um, character. Roster. Uh, the, They've released a lot of the roster, but I saw some rumored um, ratings. Um Ruby Riot is rated higher than at least two members of the Undisputed Era. That's just ridiculous. And she's only one <laughs> point below another
1: member. That I I can't do that. Ruby I can't, Riot's an I can't eighty do that.
0: An eighty. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are seventy nines. Adam Cole's an eighty one.
1: I can't do that. That just makes it sound like I'm not getting that game.
0: Nah, man. All you got to <laughs> do is pay the three dollars for the extra thing that allows you to. I always buy this for every WWE game. It's an option. You can do it after you complete so many things, but I always just buy it mm-hmm. right away because it's like three bucks, um, and it allows you to adjust the the, the um, overall ratings of everyone.
1: Yeah, well, man, that's what they're doing then the first thing I do. Anyway, let's get back yeah, to get it. Get that money. Flip Gordon. Anyway. Flip, Gordon freaking, Flip star. Gordon. freaking Star. Freaking Star. Freaking Star. Freaking Star. Now, um, I'm going to
0: go back and listen to all these NAI episodes that I skipped because I was like, fucking Flip Gordon again. Ugh. Like, yeah, this guy. He's great. By the way, how about <laughs> dip? now, I listened to the NAI after show, and
2: mm-hmm. they
0: seemed pretty surprised that Flip Gordon was in this match. Um, but were they in on the work? Did they work us? I think so. They had to have worked us, right? We got worked by the insiders. Like, props to you guys. I think so. Like, you don't listen to this show. But, like... like, They follow
1: us on Twitter, though.
0: Yeah, there you go. But, like, props (laughs) to you guys. Like, that was... Man, you guys are really in it.
1: (laughs) So... Let me ask you this. For you, the pros, the things that you liked that stood out at All In. I mean, for me, obviously I already said it's the top of this topic, uh, star-studded lineup, you couldn't you couldn't really have a bad match when you have the caliber of athletes they had. Like, see, this is something people will sit here and say, well, that blew a WWE show out of the water. Well, WWE has a roster that is set and. They have certain guys that they want to and girls they want to get on TV. They want to get time to, you know, pay per views tend to be a little better because you have your top top stars, you know, TV. You got to get kind of, you know, some of those mid carters in there and even some of the jobbers in there. This was an all out top to bottom star versus star versus star versus star fantasy indie show. You're not, you shouldn't have a bad match on this, correct?
0: Oh, definitely not, and I. <laughs> A bad match on this would kill the whole point of it, wouldn't it?
1: It really would. And, I mean, you don't... It's, for the it's, most part, you the, don't have to follow offer, any storylines.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... Because you don't watch Ring of Honor. You don't really keep up with New Japan. Right. Uh, but I'm sure you had no problem watching the whole card.
1: No, it was an absolutely fantastic, entertaining, what, four and a half hours, whatever it was. Yeah, it was a so, blast. It was... Yeah. You know, also, for me, man, like the production was really, really good, especially for, especially when you consider, and I don't know who they had behind all of it, but this was the first time thing, you know, at least with Cody and the Bucks, they've never put a show together that they were not only financing and, you know, being promoters and being producers and all that fun shit, plus the video aspect of it, all that stuff. But they've never done this before, so for them to have the amount of production, the quality behind the production, and not have that many mistakes that were that noticeable, know, big props to them, man, and whoever they hired to help them out with that shit.
0: Yes, they had excellent production. Better than Ring of Honor has. Ring of Honor yeah, oh, by yeah. a freaking well, TV company.
1: Yeah. And, and, I mean, the set was beautiful. The arena looked good. The lighting looked great. Oh. It, it was really, really, really done well. Now... What I didn't like... This is a small one. Just on the overall production side. I don't know. I, I don't want to throw shade, but whoever sang the uh, opening uh, an- anthem was not uh, so Ah yeah, good. I fast-forwarded through that. And also, I don't know why they did the lame pyro at the beginning. Finally because I fast-forwarded through that. It looked like... It almost looked like they did it on purpose though, because like WWE no pyro, and then they got like the cheapest like backyard pyro you could get, to like light WCW
0: off. did when
1: they very first started Nitro. Yes, like the like the pops with the sparkles, and that was about it. And it just kind of, I kind of felt like, man, this if this if you want a scream indie show, there it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when the Bucks came out, they had the badass flames, and that was cool. But the little pop with the sparkles kind of kind of, <laughs> didn't really do it for me. I would have rather had none of that, the, if that makes any the, sense. Yeah,
0: well, the thing with pyro and wrestling is if you're not going to go big, don't even bother doing it.
1: Right, right, right. If now, you're not
0: going to spend like the money, just, just don't even bother doing it.
1: I also was not huge on the announcing. Um, it wasn't bad. It was a little inconsistent. I didn't necessarily like switching Don Cows out, bringing him back, doing all that kind of... I would prefer Don
0: Callis stay the whole time.
1: Yeah, me too. Because I mean, he knows what he's talking about. He adds a little bit. He also has the history with Kenny Omega, Bullet Club, and all that. You know, all that encompassed in one. Um, the the main the main the main guy, and I cannot remember his name. He did pretty good. Callis was good. Did not care for Excalibur or whatever the masked dude's name was. Yeah, I thought um, Excalibur kind of was weak.
0: Well, and he, yeah. especially for him, he was the color guy. Yeah. And it, it, it just, I'm picky. He didn't interject
1: what he needed to. I'm
0: picky about my color guys, like. Yes. And he, he just wasn't solid for me.
1: No, I, I would agree with that. Now, uh. Of course it's, here, it's here, hard
0: for guys like us you know we're disciples of Bobby Heenan and Jerry Lawler. Right. Who are right, probably right. the two greatest color guys of all time. Yep. So that's yep. really kind of tricky for us. And um say what you want about WWE but I think we can all agree that Corey Graves is really making a name for himself as one oh, of the all of great color
1: guys. He's That's a lot I to mean, compete
0: with right now.
1: He is my favorite announcer by far right now in I think mean, he's the everybody's world favorite of professional announcer. wrestling. He's yep, he's yep.
0: he's a, 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 a hard bar to measure
1: against. Now, Mike, here's the only issue I have, and this and this comes up mostly with the Omega Pentagon match. And this is not this. I, I want to put this out there first. This is not a knock against that match. I thoroughly enjoyed the match. I thought it was great. It's a it's a hypocritical thing, and, and I'm going to present this to you. And you're you're a disciple of New Japan, so maybe it's not like this in New Japan as much. You can point it out, um, but notoriously hardcore New Japan marks, hardcore Ring of Honor marks, will shit all over WWE product. Uh, you know, I can't believe Brock Lesnar did seven F5s. I can't believe Roman Reigns threw a Superman punch four times and did two spears. I lost count of the V triggers. Oh yeah. Of the love of lovers, of the package prow drivers. It's it's every were match, Done maybe. in that match. Uh no Omega, only, literally you
0: know, that's that's standard Kenny Omega.
1: Kenny Omega the, will and, hit seven. And then even triggers. even even the Rainmakers from Okada uh-huh. in his match. I mean and I don't have I don't care. Like <sighs> uh, it does Okay. I, the me, thing I'll give the thing I'll give to Omega is no one kicks out of the one winged angel. It's 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 the most ludicrous setup for a finishing move I've ever everyone seen. Kicks out of the one winged angel. But you know they say no one kicks out of it. Everyone and... kicks out of it. <laughs>
0: there was a but lot of. Did,
1: but he only did one. But he there, only did one. There was but a the lot of.
0: Moves... No one kicks out stuff that Falcon was arrow. said the Falcon arrows. <laughs> they literally said no one kicks out of a Falcon arrow. What? The Falcon Arrow it, like, is like the
1: most ever
0: used uh, setup maneuver in professional wrestling, that's like a super kick now. Like, are you serious? Everyone mm-hmm. kicks out of the fucking Falcon Arrow. Oh, that drove mm-hmm. me crazy. When they said it, I was like, shut the fuck up. Everyone kicks oh, out of it- the fucking Falcon Arrow.
1: And here's the thing, if we had if we, had a, if we had All In that we just watched exactly as we watched it, okay, and stuck a WWE logo on that, and it was exactly as it is, exactly as we watched it, everyone will complain about how every match That's, had the same moves. Let me explain. Every, every match did uh,
0: Let, let me ahead. explain. Um, okay, so this is how I explain this, what we're talking about right now, okay? Because people that aren't frequent New Japan watchers ask this. You gotta understand that every finishing move in New Japan is essentially as powerful as the AA. You know how <laughs> okay. it's gonna take John now, you know how for like the last like two, three, four years now it's taken John Cena three, four AAs to put people down? Right. That's essentially every finishing move in Japan,
1: right? No, yeah, you're right. If that makes sense in
0: any way. Like, it it generally takes... Go back and watch, like, any of the Okada Omega matches, man. Like, Rainmakers, V-Triggers, One-Winged Angels. Like, it's it's like watching a video game. It really is. And that's New Japan, man. It's just how they do their big matches. It's part of their storytelling. And it's something like... And it's different... You don't really feel the same way about it that you do in WWE where you're like, oh, another finishing move. Because you're conditioned to expect it in New Japan. You're conditioned to know that like a finishing move maybe doesn't always finish someone. But we're too conditioned for it in WWE. And now when it doesn't happen, we get upset. Mm-hmm. The reason you don't get upset by it in New Japan is because you're conditioned to not get upset by it in New Japan. And yeah, you right. know, Kenny Omega, v dude if really if Kenny Omega was in WWE, we would complain all the time. The internet would go insane about the amount of V triggers this man does. Right. But we don't care because it's New Japan. And you're conditioned to expect things like this. It's just how it is.
1: And I, and like I said, it's it's definitely something that stuck out for me. And like I said, not in a negative way. Just the fact that, as I said. If this was a WWE brand of show exactly as it was, that would be the major, that would be the IWC's big cry and complaint that every match had a million dies, every match had a million finishing moves, nothing means anything, blah, blah, blah. But because it was not WWE and it was based around a Bullet Club, you're not going to hear any of that. Uh, you want to know something funny I
0: saw the other day? Because I totally agree with that. Um, I follow various New Japan outlets on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And one of them posted the other day and said It was a picture of Jericho And it said how do you feel about Chris Jericho's run As IC champion And the very first comment I read Maybe not the very first But I took a screen capture of it I meant to send it to you It says I like Jericho But I personally feel like the belt Should be on someone who's going to be here Full time and will regularly (laughs) defend it And I was like And I was like, welcome to the fucking club, IWC. (laughs) And I was like, see, even though, like, it's happening over there now. Like, so, uh, everybody complains about everything.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I I guess let's just wrap this up, Mike, so we can move on to a little more all-in talk. Maybe about uh, one Chris Jericho, but... Without any more foreshadowing than that. Overall grade, man. A A to F scale. You can throw plus and minuses in there. Mm, What do you give all in, man?
0: I'm going to give it an A. Somewhere between an A and an A+. It was the second best wrestling show of the year that I've watched behind Dominion. So, I'll give it that.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll surprise some of you out here as a... Mostly WWE guy. I won't give it a plus, man, but it was an A all the way. I enjoyed every single match, every single moment. Uh, Were there things that I would have changed? Sure. I I think any show, there's things that you would do differently if you could book it in your own mind. I I was disappointed that uh, the firing squad didn't show up. That would have put it over the edge for me. I would
0: have been A+. Firing squad would have showed up A+.
1: That's like, again, kind of like you said. That's like complaining that your chocolate touched your peanut butter. You know what, man? Eat it all. Take it in. It's delicious. Where Where uh, does
0: it rank for you? Is it in your top three shows of the year? the year? For the year? Top three wrestling shows you've watched for the year?
1: Well, considering I have not watched Dominion all the way through, just matches. Um, I, are you ready for this, Mike?
0: Yeah.
1: It's the best wrestling show I've watched all year. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's.
0: I guess I'm not really surprised, um, you know, comparing it to well, what... I know well, what you've watched you, for the most part. You know part, what? And... Let me
1: break it down to you, man. I can, I can be a hardcore WWE mark and still give credit where credit's due. And there's no way I couldn't give credit to this, man. It was fantastic. Right. As I said, it should be. It was star-studded from top to bottom. There was no bathroom break match. There was no filler match. This was meant to this was meant to keep you in your seat and make you glad that you paid your 40 bucks on fight or that you went to that arena and flew to Chicago to see it. And if it wasn't that, it would have been a failure. Fair so enough. props to them. And you, you, you know, I, I already enjoyed all of these guys behind the booking of this, but they just showed me that there's a whole nother level to what they can do. And, you know, I don't know if it's something we'll touch on later, but, We'll kind of wrap it with this. There's all this talk, obviously. WWE's interested in the Bucks. WWE's interested in getting Cody back. WWE's interested in uh, Omega, which props to Cody. Congrats on the NWA title win. I think that's awesome. We didn't even touch on that, and that's an amazing piece of history. But all that said, would I love to see these guys on that stage and see what they could do? Absolutely. But if it doesn't happen we're still all going to get to watch them do what they do. Whether it's at Ring of Honor, whether it's in New Japan, or whether it's on a stage that they create for themselves. So, if nothing else, be excited about that. There's nothing more I can add to that. <laughs> Alright, well, then let's take a quick break. We ran really long in that first segment, but we've got to talk about... We gotta, we gotta talk WWE, man. Kinda. I guess. Not really, but kinda. Hang tight. We'll be right back. back and let's just say break the walls down like break the walls
0: down
1: okay so Chris Jericho does what Chris Jericho does best kayfabes everyone kayfabes everyone keeps a secret a secret and shows up at all in lights go out if you didn't see it Uh, Kenny Omega and Pentagon have an outstanding match. Omega wins. Pentagon's laying on the mat uh, while Omega's celebrating. The lights go out for probably a good minute, minute and a half, wouldn't you say? Yeah. The announcers are doing a fantastic job putting it over. Uh. Like, oh, this is the first time doing this. These things they happen. They did. They did a
0: great job at it. I was well, really like, think, okay, all right. Well, I, I really would have bought it had I not known what was happening.
1: Well, and there's there was a blackout moment, a quick blackout moment earlier in the night, I believe. And I don't know if that was a legit accident or if this is just a way to sell this more. Which, if it was, props to them because that was great. Um, lights come back on. That's
2: dusty, son, man.
1: They playing the <laughs> Pentagon. Uh, Jumps up off the mat, off the mat, uh, the canvas and attacks Kenny Omega, which you can clearly tell that it's Chris Jericho because of the tattoos. Um, also, Pentagon has tattoos on both arms, Jericho only one, so you could see that you could see something was off. I uh, like of the announcers
0: you... didn't act retarded. No,
1: and they they're were like, like, Oh, there's a wait, there's, that's, the, wait, that's, there's that's not right. Yeah,
0: there's that he's doesn't have tattoos on his arm, like so. Like, I like that they didn't play like retarded about what was happening. That sometimes irritates me a little bit. takes me out of the moment when the announcers are just, like, the dumbest people in the room. Right, so... Like, that time Hulk Hogan saw
1: the Ultimate Warrior in the mirror. <laughs> so, jeez. So he attacks Omega, uh, masse, you know, reveals to the crowd that it's Chris Jericho. Uh basically attacks him tosses him out of the ring and says I'll see you on a Jericho cruise I, I which is great however I do like isn't the match they're supposed to have is the Bucks of Jericho versus the uh versus Omega and someone is it Omega and it's Omega um Abushi?
0: Abushi is it abushi Ibushi
1: I, is it? Maybe I it thought isn't. it was I a Mega
0: it. Scroll and <laughs> Nah, you're right. You're right. Hangman.
1: You're right. It's 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 you're you're totally right. It's Bullet Club versus, uh Alpha Club is the way they're presenting it. So I, I just like I loved it, but I think like that's a that's a really awesome way to build your crews, Jericho. But it's like it's a little bit. I mean, you're working with the Bucks who are part of the bullet club so now you attacked Omega in a in a I'm gonna kick your ass fashion but I, I don't know I it was awesome that's all I can say I don't have a problem with it oh, that's he, for sure you
0: didn't see that they're having a match for the IWGP heavyweight title on the cruise now are they that's the new rumor is that this, the, the, uh-huh.
1: they're having
0: a match for the IWGP title on the cruise now
1: well I missed this rumor, sir.
0: Yes. So I'm usually pretty
1: good with the rumors.
0: That's well I didn't um I've been talking about it with Mr. Vest in a mm-hmm. side chat so as not to spoil things for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so that's why you haven't heard anything <laughs> about it. Hmm.
1: Very interesting. So what you're saying is it sounds like it's gonna be IWGP IC Champ versus Heavyweight Champ.
0: Yeah, that's what the new rumor is. is that it, it, supposedly Jericho challenged him to for the
1: title at the at the cruise. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. Well, that brings things to a whole different level, and that's pretty exciting. Um, will it be title versus title? Is that a way to get to IC? I don't know yet. Jericho? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Could you see them doing that and then? And maybe relinquishing the IC so they can get it back in circulation in Japan.
0: I think that it's probably better for them if someone else takes it off Jericho, so you can give that rub to someone else. I would agree.
1: But sometimes wrestling companies don't do what's that's best true. for someone else. Hey,
0: that's true, man. That's true. <laughs> I could see them thinking Omega's popular enough that you put both belts on him, but I just think that's a mistake. I think him winning the IC title while holding this belt is kind of lackluster. I always think it's kind of lackluster if you're the champion and you win the mid-card title. It's was like, okay,
1: cool. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can totally see that. Um, But... I guess. It would only uh, be done
0: in my mind so you could put the IC title on Omega and just say that he's a a Grand Slam champion now. He would just – if you wanted to make Omega the first Grand Slam champion since he's the only other person that's held that U.S. title. Not the only other person, but like, I mean, Jay White ain't, you know. He ain't shit. He's he's not (laughs) in the talk. So not that I, you know, talk shit. I like Jay White, but – Omega being the first person to hold that U.S. title, no one else has really gotten a shot at. You know, they're not going to Okada. I'm talking about like the big names, uh, Tanahashi. This would be a way to make Omega your first Grand Slam champion. Right, 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 right. So, for singles belt. I don't know how they consider it over there. I mean, he hasn't held the heavyweight tag title. I don't know. Maybe he'd just be their your first Grand Slam singles champion course he's never won the never open weight belt either like anyone cares about (laughs) that i i lose uh (laughs) the the wcw tv title of new japan
1: yeah with the never open things i just lose track of what's even going on there um chris jericho though man yeah look okay Get, get back to that um he said uh okay, let me let me let me restart this. Master of K Can we believe anything that Chris Jericho says at this uh, point? Apparently
0: not. Like he said that he was not going to wrestle Kenny Omega and he shows up in New Japan and has a match at Wrestle Kingdom. He says uh he's done in New Japan. He shows up the very next night and attacks Naito. <laughs>
2: um
0: then he's like, definitely, um, I will never never wrestle in America unless it's for Vince. out of respect for Vince. And then he shows up here. Everything the dude says is kayfabe. Everything. Well, let me let me ask
1: you this, because he's also, and this is kind of along the same lines, he also said at one point he would not, What did he, how, I can't remember exactly how to phrase it, but basically he said, He's not going to wrestle for any less than, he's not going to do anything pro wrestling related unless he's getting paid 100K. A minimum of 100K. Which is such a heel, arrogant, bad guy thing to say, and I love it. Uh, But I I really highly doubt he got, I I highly doubt he got paid 100K to run in in Pentagon's costume and beat up Kenny Omega. There's no way, and then leave, and then immediately (laughs) hop on a plane and
0: go to a whole other city and perform a rock
1: concert. Right. So clearly, he is a master of kayfabe. Now, I don't know that you would necessarily consider this working in the U.S., and I believe what he actually said was he would never defend the, the IWGP title on U.S. soil for respect out of Vince McMahon and the WWE's Intercontinental Championship, I believe is how he said it. I could be wrong. And I don't necessarily think that's kayfabe, I kind of think Jericho looks at Vince like a father figure, so if he really thought that was the case, now I think if Vince said, hey, I don't care, do what you need to do, he would probably go for it. Yeah, I mean, he said on
0: one of his more recent podcasts that he considers himself one of Vince's generals.
1: Right, right, which is still amazing when you consider all the stuff he's doing outside of WWE right now, but that it kinda it kinda brings me to my next point. Like he's got this cruise going on with this cruise. Now we all know he asked WWE to be involved he asked NXT to be involved and didn't really get a straight answer to where they were pussyfooting around. And basically when it got to a no, he had already decided he had work, to work him, him like, anyway. I I gotta I gotta do what I can elsewhere if you guys aren't gonna work with us. And I do I honestly think if Triple H had the go, the go ahead to give a okay on that. I think it would have been an NXT Cruise, man. But, it didn't come out that way, and that's fine. And And I get it, and I don't, I'm not bitter at WWE for that. I don't think Jericho is either. He just wanted a prompter answer. But you're right. I think it did work out better. We're gonna get almost a all-N-S Cruise right now. And I don't know if they're gonna stream these matches. I kinda doubt it, but I have a feeling you're gonna be able to access them one way or another. But do we ever see Chris Jericho in WWE? Oh, sure. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> but when? And, and, okay, let me rephrase it then. Do we ever see Chris Jericho in WWE again on more than a special Raw appearance, special, you know, Rumble appearance? Does he have another run, I guess? Even if it's yeah, a three-month, yeah, yeah. four-month, six-month run?
0: Yes, yes, Next time we see him is in the Royal Rumble, probably, and he definitely has another run.
1: I don't think they've advertised him for this Australian show, um, which may be because he still is tied up with New Japan and the Intercontinental, uh, IWGP Intercontinental belt. But, and I know, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Uh, we definitely talked about it off air that Jericho has stated that his, one of his original ideas was to face the WWE's Intercontinental Champion as the IWGP. GP Intercontinental Champion, and I'm still all about that, man. How amazing would that be? Oh, wow. Especially right now, this exact moment. And that's, that's the thing. Like, it would not hurt. That exposure would not hurt WWE. No fan of WWE, because Jericho's a WWE guy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no fan... Of the WWE's current product who doesn't know New Japan or doesn't watch New Japan on a regular basis is going to see Jericho come in with this IWGP IC title belt and be like, well, now I got to watch New Japan because Chris Jericho's over there and blah, blah, blah. They're going to think it's cool. They're going to think, Hey, he's done something outside the company. He's a champion everywhere he goes and they're going to watch it because it's Chris Jericho and maybe 5% of those people check out New Japan because of it. But they're not going to leave WWE because of it.
0: No, not at all. Especially not if you do it on your own arena and your own program, right? Right.
1: And you can control it. And obviously, the WWE Intercontinental Champion is going to win, even if it, even if it's a DQ by Jericho, it's going to happen. So you're not hurting anything. I, I would love to see it. I know it probably will never happen, but I just have that little thing in the back of my mind, hoping that before he loses this title and it goes back to New Japan permanently, that we get this little dream thing that... Could you just... I, mean, I just want you to imagine, like, Royal Rumble, Jericho walking down a ramp with that title belt around his waist against, let's say, a Seth Rollins, and it says under it, you know, Chris Jericho, IWGP, Intercontinental Champion. How amazing would that be? Oh, i would be pretty outstanding. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we spent a lot of time... On Seth Rollins' nuts, and I just thought it was only fair to spend a little bit time, more time this week, on Chris Jericho's nuts because this man, right now, this man, in my opinion, has redefined what a pro wrestler in the modern era can do from company to company. When you have 100% confidence in your ability, you have 100%. Faith in your gimmick and character, and you know and live your gimmick and character because Chris Jericho is Y2J, is the Ayatollah of rock and roll, is everything he's ever said he is, he is, and he lives it 100%. I mean, I don't think he goes home and cuts promos on his wife and kids. But that being said, Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. If this man retired today, What is his legacy in pro wrestling?
0: He's easily one of the greatest of all time. And I think he's in that... He's a guy that should be in that Mount Rushmore discussion, but never is and never will be. And I don't know why. He just... Whenever you go Mount Rushmore, guys, he's just never on there. But, like, if you want to talk total package Mount Rushmore, guys, well, you're talking him, Flair, Savage, like, he's on that kind of, like, level as, like, a total package guy that can go in the ring, give you everything you need out of the ring. Like, he's on that Flair, Savage level. Like, he's he's undeniably just one of the greatest of all time that's ever done this. To be... You know, I heard someone say earlier this week, someone I was discussing this with, they called him he's a top 20 guy. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. and He's and – well, they said he was a top 20 guy. He's top 10 probably after this New Japan run. And I'm saying he's probably going to end it up being top five. Like he's going to be in that talk. Like he's there in that talk. Maybe more people don't feel that way. Maybe I'm uh, the only person that feels that way. But this dude is like – He's, uh, total package, top three to five, uh, all-time great. He's top five to ten.
1: Yeah, I mean, (sighs) Jericho's in my personal top five. He's in my (laughs) personal top two, so. (laughs) Listen, this will also uh, give you some of my nerdiness and dorkiness, but as you know, uh, in real life, the wife and I bought a new house. Had to move, of course, we have the uh, the <laughs> blessing of twins and the the problem of having a house that was too small for three children. So we moved, and in the process, of course, you pack a lot of stuff, you know, all that fun stuff. I, I was going through our basement, which is now way more cluttered than we ever thought. We didn't even realize we had as much shit as we have. Um found a tote with old shirts old wrestling shirts i told my wife I said i'm going to make these have someone make these in the because i can't wear them they're they're old some of them don't fit i'm a lot fatter you, now than i used could, to be back in send the day them, you
0: could send them my <laughs> way brother
1: <laughs> well i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a quilt or you know those t-shirt quilts that people make yeah uh, I'm, I'm going to have that made with my old wrestling shirts as I retire, some some that I wear even currently, um, just to have them to hang, you know, when we get this podcast really going off the ground in our recording studio, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, what was one of the shirts that I found, the original Y2J shirt, that's how far back I go man, his first WWE Y2J shirt I mean, I liked him in Nitro, but I didn't buy Nitro uh, merch at that point in time.
0: Didn't so, even, did, did anyone even know how to buy Nitro merchandise? I, at I don't that think time? so. I, there was like was a 1
1: 800 number right. that you had to call between 3 and 6 p.m. <laughs> uh, and Pacific all they time. sold was
0: NWO shirts.
1: Right. <laughs> <coughs> so, I mean, Jericho's in my top five. I don't know how. Yeah, I think you made a very valid point. You said he belongs on the wrestling Mount Rushmore, but will never be there. I think that's fair, and that's unfortunate, because I think the money impact Same that Savage. He made... Savage never gets included yeah. in, the, in well, the Mount Rushmore talk. I, I think the money impact that he made is not near where it could be to, say, a, a Hogan, a Austin, a Rock, okay? Um, and that's what will keep him out of that talk but the actual impact he's made for the pro wrestler and for the pro wrestling fan might talk some of those guys at this point man i'm gonna be honest Mm. i mean i i love stone cold steve austin don't get me wrong
0: yeah this point wrestling
1: is where it is today because of hulk hogan that being said for the fan and the pure enjoyment jericho's jericho's it man
0: yeah, Jericho's given me more enjoyment than any pro wrestler.
1: Like and, Shawn Michaels the the is my favorite longevity of it. pro
0: wrestler, but Jericho's given me more enjoyment
1: out of his career than Michaels did. Yep, yep, it's pretty amazing, Chris Jericho. Ah, I can't wait to see what the future holds for this guy. It's really, really interesting. Mike, do you want to uh, sweep up some dirt again? I always do. alright guys we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back and we're going to go around the horn and uh, take on some of these headlines from some of these uh, dirt sheets hang tight we will be right back
0: and now a reading of The Touch the theme song to the 1986 animated film Transformers the movie by our very own
2: Real one, aka Enzo Marvel. So, uh, you got the touch. You got the power. After uh, all is said and done, you never walk. You've never walked. You're a winner. you got the moves. You know the streets. You're breaking the rules. Taking the heat, you're nobody's fool. You're at your best when the going gets rough. Been put to the test, but it's never enough. How you doing? You got the touch, you got the power. When all hell's breaking loose, you'll be riding the eye of the storm. You got the heart, you got the motion. You know that when things get too tough,
0: you got the touch.
2: You never bend, you never break. You seem to know just what it takes. You're a fighter. It's in the blood, it's in the will, it's in the mighty hands of steel. How you doing? When you're standing your ground and you never get hit when your back's to the wall, gotta fight to the end, you're taking it all, consensually. You got the touch, you got the power, when all hell's breaking loose, you're riding the eye of that storm, you got the heart, you got the motion, you know that when things get too tough, you got the touch, you're fighting fire with fire. You know you got the touch. You're at your best when the road gets rough. You've been put to the test. But it's never enough. You got the touch. You got the power. You got the touch. You got the power. How you doing? That song means a lot to me. Helped me get through a very stressful last year. Transformers forever. How you doing?
1: All right, Mike. We did this last week. Um, recent headlines, kind of give an offering to the fans of what we see all week on social media on these dirt sheet sites or these wannabe dirt sheet sites whatever you want to call them and you know some of them sometimes they hit a good note some of them the headlines are just so ridiculous and so obvious and so I guess clickbaity and just pointless that it's almost laughable and I just thought we should point some of those out let's do it So, here's the first one. Uh, This is from It's Still Real to Us on Facebook. Fans happy to have alternative to WWE. I'm not sure if this is news. (laughs) I mean, I'm always happy to have wrestling healthy, whether it's my home company of WWE or somewhere else. But apparently this is enough to write an article about uh, Kenny Omega talking about the landscape of pro wrestling. But it's just the headline. Like, fans happy that there's an alternative. No shit. Duh. (laughs) Wrestling fans happy there's more wrestling.
0: Breaking news.
1: Right. It, It just seems... I don't know. It seems silly. It seems just like a waste of a... It's not worth my time to click on an article like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you would think, when you're trying to get clicks, that you... And maybe that's why they worded it the way they worded it. But it just, to me, I don't know. It, it just seems really, really stupid. But in the next story, Mike, our boy H. Jenkins returns.
0: Oh, I was going to ask you if H. Jenkins was making a... <laughs> you follow him oh. now, don't you?
1: No, I don't, but he's one of the main writers, apparently, for Ringside News, so here we go. Uh, here's the headline. What the WWE would do if they bought Ring of Honor.
0: Okay, here we go.
1: Well, they would have a awesome video library and a lot more stars to pick and choose from, but I- I'll read this one for you. Uh, Ring of Honor is growing to become even more of a hot commodity in the pro wrestling world. With the success of All In, which is largely backed by Ring of Honor interests, Cody Rose and the Young Bucks have helped bring a lot of eyes to Ring of Honor. Nothing like stating the obvious there. WWE obviously likes to have a lot of footage, and they are also very happy with signing top names as well as eliminating competition. Dave Meltzer discussed on Wrestling yeah. the Radio how WWE is most likely to deal with the Ring of Honor threat if they take any action at this point. This is a quote from uh, Dave Meltzer. Anything's possible. WWE never buys anything. I mean, for big money, they just never offer. That's just not. I don't. This is. I'm reading this word for word. So if the English is bad, that's either because Meltzer can't speak or because H Jenkins can't type. And I, I'm going to go with the latter. If we've know anything from h jenkins they just never offer that's just not their way of doing things and i can't imagine that ring of honor wouldn't be sold for a cheap price this english is horrendous so you can't say never and there was talk of it before and of course wwe will have so much money but they just don't, they're not like UFC, like UFC just aggressively tries to buy other companies, and WWE doesn't do that, what, what is Melzer talking about, WWE totally does that, is he like, spoken something,
0: well I mean, they haven't done that in a long time,
1: they may buy, he goes on, they may buy Progress or ICW if they want to take it over, But if they do, they'll probably close it down. So why would you buy Ring of Honor? I guess the tape library has value for sure. So I think the only way they would get it is if nobody wanted it. It would be shut down. So you better hope they don't buy it because it's just going to cost more jobs. And the article goes on to say, only time will tell that WWE does with their new indie competition that is really making a lot of noise. But it doesn't seem like WWE would want to keep the company open if they did take over. Listen, I'm going to put this to bed right now, Mike. Ring of Honor is not competition for WWE at this point. They're just not. New Japan is not even competition for WWE at this point. They're just not. Not in the U.S. They're not. Them together aren't even competition. No. And here, I, I was going to save this for later, but this actually ties in well to the story. Um, I saw this, of course, this week. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Brad Shepard, I, I can't think of who he writes for, and I just saved a tweet, so I don't have, I can't give credit to citation of where he's from, but he is a wrestling quote-unquote journalist, I guess, um, had tweeted out, All In Zero Hour averaged 196,000 viewers. That was the free, uh, Battle Royal and a couple pre-shows that started before All In, which, I mean, All In did great, it sold out, it did a big gate number, uh, I think I just saw a half a million at the gate or something like that. But it says it had a .08 rating in the 18-49 to demo and finished 85th. So this is an event that was super hyped and the pre-show finished 85th. As a point, this is also Brad Shepard, as a point of reference, the last episode of Impact Wrestling had 225,000 viewers. The last episode of Raw had two million eight hundred and seventy-two viewers. He's basically saying, "This is not competition." Even All In, which was super indie, super, uh, even though it wasn't backed by a company, as we talked last week, it was certainly company-driven with New Japan and Ring of Honor, and it didn't touch what Raw does. Okay. At least on the at least okay. on the feed for the free show now. Might that change with the buys? Sure, but I don't think it's gonna. It's uh, not gonna hit. Well, two let's also
0: like look at this as in like a realistic. Um. So let's set aside WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're mm-hmm. not. So Impact Wrestling's been on for like fourteen years, right? Yeah. Um, and it's been on TV for like 14 years Um, it's been in a pretty consistent time slot you know they've had some like worries but for the most part throughout its time it's had consistent time slots on its various networks and it's in prime time on a Thursday we can't compare that to a once uh, one-time-only event that happened on a Saturday at, like, 5 in the afternoon. Like, those I are get, incomparable I, things. Those are completely saying,
1: incomparable things right there. But, but hold on, let, let me play devil's advocate here. And I just sat here for 45 minutes and praise all in from top to bottom. But let me play de- play devil's advocate. If the combination of the all-in super show, the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club, everyone that was involved in this, I- including Ring of Honor and New Japan, is so, as people want to say, look out Vince McMahon, here comes your competition. They're going to kill you. That's literally what these fan- hardcore fans say. They're going to kill WWE. If it was that big of a deal, then the once-in-a-lifetime show... That was at least free. Everyone, I, you would like to think that everybody that bought that show and paid the forty dollars to watch a show on the Fight app, were watching the free one, right? Okay, so if it's once in a lifetime that big of a deal, you're having a battle royal that's going to tie in to this. isn't This isn't a uh, no mercy pre show here. This is a pre show that ties into the biggest indie show to ever indie. Yeah, and it didn't touch. I'll be honest, it didn't m- touch what Impact does. So I guess I'm just saying, is as, as big of a deal as this is. It's hard to argue with what Brad Shepard is saying. Is it didn't draw on free TV. Not not that it didn't draw, but it didn't draw what Impact draws, and Impact gets shit on for his low ratings.
0: I just don't think it's as big of a deal as everyone's making it. I don't think
1: it's a big deal. I, I it's just the. It's just funny when you see these people on the internet talk about how WWE is going to go down, and you know these other companies are going to put them out of business. It's not going to happen, people. Well,
0: no, that's just Adrian's... say. Uh,
1: it's just, it's just not going to happen at this point in time, that, that is just not a narrative that we that we need because it's not happening. Let's move just on. Dumb to say.
0: you just so dumb <laughs> say dumb to say?
1: Everyone seems to forget that they just signed two two separate billion dollar deals why do we Um, have
0: to keep reminding people of this man
1: because they're dumb and they want to paint the narrative the way they want to paint Feel
0: like we're constantly in the comment sections of things not even (laughs) like together like running into each other and
1: shit Mm -hmm. it's comment Mm -hmm. sections (laughs) like oh hey what's up man hey i know you uh (laughs) they've got two separate billion dollar contracts coming in yeah right 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 we're all aware of this all right, let's move on. This is a simple one. I just think it's I guess when you're when you're trying to get clicks, get likes, get comments, get stories going, you have to literally just report on everything, and this isn't nearly as bad as you know what was last week Kofi Kingston changing his hairstyle, but it it borderlines. <laughs> Here it is, our boy in Shaken's again. This guy. WWE, WWE changing Christmas and New Year's plans for Raw and SmackDown Live. It's literally a story telling us how they're not going to do live shows and they're going to pre-tape them. Like they have done for the past how many years? Well, they didn't do it last took, year. They took one year off of it last year. Got all kinds of fly for it, which I just think is hysterical. I
0: felt bad I mean, for the wrestlers. I'm not going to lie.
1: I didn't. You know who I felt bad for, Mike? I felt bad for the vending guy that had to be at that fucking arena for. I feel, dude. Eight I feel bad, bad for
0: everyone that had to work that day. Everyone. I mean, here's I feel the terrible thing, like, for everyone involved that had to fucking show up for their job that day.
1: And I, and I get it. I don't think anyone should have to work on a holiday like that. But nobody feels bad for the NFL players that do it. Nobody feels bad for the hockey players. Oh, I that feel do bad it.
0: for all those people too. <laughs> I feel terrible for everyone that has to work on a holiday like that, man. I, I guess I'm Do what I watch the is... shit out of the basketball and football games that are on, though? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did I watch that oh, well, raw? I sure fucking did.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think it's I think it's funny that everyone went on to bash Vince McMahon when from all, everything that was reported, it wasn't his call. That was USA. USA mm-hmm. went on live programming. Yeah. They didn't want him to tape it. So they did what they had to do. But... It's not like Vin, they like all the anti WWE people wanted to paint it like Vince is this evil money money grubbing sob, and but when you bring up like NFL or NHL or NBA or any of that stuff, it's like, well, they always do it, so it's okay. Well, that makes that's a stupid argument, stupid argument. But long story short, man, they're gonna be pre taped. Who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, right on. Okay, cool.
1: Okay, but. Here we go.
0: Here we go. You know it can't Here just be go. as simple as that with H. Jenkins.
1: Here we go. I'm He's gonna,
0: Let's say, I'm going to pretend that H stands for Handjob. His name's Handjob Jenkins.
1: Well, he, he, you know what's even better about Your that? Good his old Abby? Handjob. Wait, his, I will send you a screenshot of what his avatar is.
0: Sweet. Handjob
1: Jenkins. He sounds like... Like... <laughs> like a... Like a... Uh...
0: Like The worst gangster from the 1920s era. Man, say it's Handjob Jenkins.
1: You know what? Here, here's the thing, Mike. I can't Man. even wait. I'm going to do this live on air. I'm sending you this photo. Because I oh, need sweet. your immediate reaction to okay. what you just said to to comment on H. Jenkins. Because, here, I just sent it. You should be getting it. I got it. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh my gosh shut up <laughs> Hand job, jenkins for the win oh yep. for you people at home that can't see it uh <laughs> it's just a fist it's just a fist like
1: not like the front
0: no yeah it's like the palm side of a fist <laughs> uh, basically, if you're a dude, uh, you understand it as the side that you look at while you're uh, getting a hand job, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, wow, I really called that one hand job Jenkins.
1: You did call that one. All right, I need, I need a handjob job,
0: a news, Jenkins. I need
1: a news for a news interruption, Mike, for this story. Breaking news! Can.
0: Breaking yeah. news!
1: There we go. Here it is. H. Shaken reports. Cody Rhodes changes up his look again. Oh, fuck my life. (laughs) Are you you ready for this groundbreaking wrestling journalism here, Mike? Yeah,
0: I'm getting my hood prepared
1: to pull over my face for the cringe. (laughs) Alright, here we go. It looks like the blonde look was just for all in. After all, blood looks way cooler when you can see it in someone's blonde hair. It worked for Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, and now Cody is following suit. But apparently, Rhodes is back to Burnett to a... Wait. Rhodes is back to a Burnett, and he's on another flight. What the fuck? Did, and he's on another flight. Oh, okay. I see... Wait, I, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I see where they're going with it. We're guessing he has... It just... Why do you put that in there? And he's on another flight. We're guessing he's on on the film more episodes of the era. But, like, that whole sentence structure, like, why do you throw a frickin' airplane reference into that? You could have said, he was sighted sporting brunette hair while hopping on a flight. That makes way more sense. Anyway, after all, he's going to be featured in five episodes in the upcoming season. Only time will tell if Froze will dye his hair back to blonde when time comes for him to defend his NWA World Heavyweight Championship But it looks like the American Nightmare has brown hair once again, at least for the time being. Groundbreaking reporting at its flippin' finest. I don't know, Mike. This dude is like the through another day without knowing what color Cody Rose's damn hair was.
0: This dude is like the like was it Joan Rivers the lady that used to post up on E? At red carpet events and just dude, judge the fuck out of like everyone's outfits. H. Jenkins
1: fashion show, man. Yes. Nobody gives a shit.
0: No one cares. Also, speaking of Arrow, uh, we didn't talk about this. Props to Stephen Mel. Dude, put on a hell of a oh, match yeah, for just dude being, like I don't know how that actor. slipped my
1: mind. He hell was fantastic, of a match. man.
0: Christopher Daniels obviously is amazing and can have a well, great yeah. match with anyone man, Stephen Amell really carried his own part of things. I just, he want, really, I just really want did. to slide that in yep, real fast. Props back to, him. to back to Handsome Jenkins, um, <laughs> dude. Chill out with the fashion review, man. Like you are like tabloid shit, man. You're like the mm-hmm. worst dirt sheet shit ever. Mm-hmm. You give dirt sheets a bad name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just ridiculous. And we'll finish with one. One more from our boy. A little handjob. Back for the and, This
0: yeah. It's like this a is, fountain
1: of material. This is just... I, I love this because you and I were spouting about this forever. Oh, and I just lost my story. Goddamn technology. Uh, you and I were spouting about this forever, but it's amazing to me how... This was such a big deal, and then once it was not a big deal, because no one reported the news, and it just kind of flew under the radar, but here we go. H. Jenkins, how long is Daniel Bryan's new WWE contract? What it should say under there is, the contract that Shooter and King of Nerves have been stating for months is either already done, or very well known that it's going to be done, but everyone's going to act like they think he's going to all in. That's what it should say. Uh, here's a here's a story. Daniel Bryan had a few people wondering what he would do next, especially considering the fact that he hadn't re-signed his WWE con, oh. re-signed his contract with WWE, but he was still booked for several events past his contract's expiration on September 3rd. First and foremost, are we all 100% concrete that his, that his actual final date was September 3rd? Because I don't think we are. I it's, is it rumored? Sure. Do we know that for a fact? No. I mean, no one. No. Also I, Dude, well, let me just keep reading and I'll go on. It looks like Daniel Bryan signed a new contract as reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. And so obviously it's gospel now because Uncle Dave reported yep, it. Yep. And it's all WWE needed Uncle to Dave do official. is sign a contract, which is a formality. Uh, For Wrestling Sheets is reporting that Brian signed a multi-year deal with WWE. No shit. And looks like he will be staying around WWE for much longer at this point. But he has become, why does it say but? But he has become a staple in the company. No shit again. Brian has way more riding on his WWE run than ever. Uh, He's not just performing in a ring after all. Oh my god. It's like they listen to our show. He is involved in Total Divas and Total Bella shows, which his wife Brie Bella is a huge part of as well. Hopefully, this commitment from Brian will result in a greater focus on moving him back up to the card in WWE to match his name's popularity. <sighs> Mike. Haven't we been talking about this? No. At nauseam. Oh. About how this is already a done deal. He's signing with the company. Get off your high horse, people. He's not going anywhere. He's got <clears throat> what was just brought up, two damn reality shows that he's getting paychecks for, besides his wrestling and in-ring shit. Like, this guy is not leaving. I... The the, the story flat out says, well, they were booking him for things before he, they even knew he was signed. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. If, it, if the contract didn't have ink on it months ago for Daniel Bryan... It had verbal that, hey, just get it all written up, and I'm not going anywhere.
0: Ugh, for months we've been saying this. Just, uh, at least now we can quit talking about it, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought we had to at least put this final nail, nail in the coffin before Nailed we it dust shut. it away for the next three to five years. Yep. Nailed it shut. It just it cracks me up because again, you know, it was it was brought up month months ago by Sean Sapp, uh, who is a total douchebag in his own right, but that he had heard that the contract was signed, that it was a done deal, and everybody bashed him because Dave Meltzer said oh, I can't confirm that. Yet Brian was put in a video game that comes out in October. Brian was booked for matches Feature. in October
0: featured in the game
1: yeah not just put in it he has a his own game mode like essentially if you want to call it it's his own game mode so what are we doing people come on this is a done deal a long time ago and i also love how quietly all this fell under the radar because dave Munster couldn't give a definitive how long ago so you know we just start seeing more and more Daniel Bryan stuff on TV and more things getting booked and slowly it comes out, oh, he signed a contract no shit, no shit and Uncle Dave just casually mentions it yeah, because oh, by the way by the way, I'm not going to tell you that I I found out that it's been signed for two months already I'm just going to say, well Bryan signed it, but WWE hasn't put the ink to paper yet, but it's a formality so I sound smart, because that's what I do Yes, this is exactly what happened. <laughs> well, Mike, All In was awesome. i, I um, look. I'll just we'll wrap up the entire show because this was very All In focused. I touched earlier. I said, you know, there's talk about Young Bucks, Cody, uh, Kenny Omega. What what the future holds for all four of these men? Um, also, I think Hangman and Marty, I don't know where their contracts are, but uh, we just discussed both these guys would fit in that WWE mold very well. All that being said, man, if all of these guys leave, which I don't think they all will, but if a few go for the WWE money and fame and few stay around, what I hope that remains... This is a legacy of All In. And if we could do an All In Super Show every year and get to watch the amazing indie quote-unquote talent out there from top to bottom perform like they performed, I'm All In all the time. Oh, 100% All In
0: every time. The, the, I, I'm so <laughs> down for this once a year.
1: Yep, I couldn't agree more. I think more than that would diminish it so let's keep it at that fellows and let's see what let's see what 2019 brings because i said before that 2018 was going to be one of the best years for pro wrestling and i think i'm kind of hitting the nail on the head wouldn't you say yeah it has been certainly certainly well i think that covers about everything i had to say how about you mike
0: uh Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm not going to do it this week. I've got a lot of coffee and nicotine running through me, and it's doing things
1: to my stomach. Good, so, good. I need another coffee to so wake up from this I'm, uh, I'm, sleepless I'm, night that I've had the last three or four yeah, days.
0: Yeah, I um, worked last night, and then on my way home, I stopped at Walmart and picked up uh, the new Spider-Man game for PlayStation 4. And then I basically played that till 4am, and then I slept for like an hour and 15 minutes, and then I woke up to do this. And then I called
1: you and said, hey, it's going to be a little later. So then
0: I slept in my chair in my garage (laughs) for another 45 minutes, and um, now here we are. So I'm going to go in here and unload this coffee and nicotine, and then I'm going to go right back to bed. (laughs) There you go, my
1: man. There you go. Well, guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We... Catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week.
2: Thanks for nothing. You're dismissed. Bye bye.